to the rankings podcast that answers the age-old question what are the best pixar movies i'm danny weiser with me as always is my co-host and the sheriff woody to my buzz light ear it's ty mcgowan what's up dude there's a snake in my boot <laughs> god ridiculous i had to i had to i had no other choice <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of all you got uh ty it's finally time we've been talking about this for a while yeah um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so annoying to rank Pixar movies that we, ha- we had to do it in two episodes mm-hmm. because they're batting. Like they only have like three misses in their yeah. whole filmography. Yeah. So you had to talk about all of them. Uh, but also it's just a whole lot of movies that we just kind of wanted to put off t- <laughs> until later. Yeah. Uh, it is, is getting the MCU treatment. We had to split it up into two episodes, um, and so we're going to, we're going to do it just like we did that where we're going to like just discuss since we're ranking from the same list, basically, um, we're going to discuss the first 14 Pixar movies. We're starting with toy story. We're going all the way through monsters university going chronologically. And then we are going to reveal our, what do we say? 25 through 11 rankings this episode and then do top 10 on the next one. Yes. And Marcy, if you're okay. listening to this, turn it off now. You're not allowed to listen any further. <laughs> Marcy, be cool. Don't cheat. Just wait. Just wait like a day. It's fine. I mean, you're gonna know whose list is whose anyway, but just don't cheat. Come on, you're better than that, Marcy. <laughs> uh, all right, are you ready to get into it? Yeah, might We've as got well. A lot to cover. Uh, all right, the very first Pixar movie is Toy Story, release date uh, November twenty second, nineteen ninety five, directed by John Lasseter, uh, led by Woody. Andy's toys live happily in his room until Andy's birthday brings Buzz Lightyear onto the scene. Afraid of losing his place in Andy's heart, Woody plots against Buzz. But when circumstances separate Buzz and Woody from their owner, the duo eventually learns to put aside their differences. Yeah, first movie to start out their animation studio, they don't only hit a home run, they hit a grand slam. They, They have a terrific animation team, they have a terrific voice cast. It's only 80 minutes long. I always forget that it's only 80 minutes. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's fun. The concept of what if toys come to life when you're not playing with them, is just such a fun idea. Um, I used to watch this all the time as a kid, just yeah, way too same. much. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a classic for a reason because yeah, it's, it's kind so of great. the gold standard. When you think of like animation and animation studios, this is kind of like the toy story is the gold standard that everybody goes back to. It's perfect. I wonder if that's why Pixar is such a good studio because like every other movie has had to compare to this one. Yeah. Starting like this, like level of, of animation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, how scary was Sid? That little creepy, like bald kid. <laughs> Sid was honestly, any kid with a buzz, buzz cut. That's yeah. insane. Is kind of crazy. Makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just in general. I don't know what his parents were doing, uh, letting him buy fireworks online. Also, how did he buy fire? We're going to rock it online. But yeah, that kid, I mean, we know because of Toy Story 3 that he grew up to be a trash man, but he's like 100% a serial killer. Yeah. 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 He's a criminal for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, Toy Story is perfect. Uh, iconic characters. We're going to talk about, there's four of these things. So we're definitely not done talking about Toy Story. Sid basically grew up to be. Uh, the serial killer in seven. <laughs> oh my god! 
you think about it, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> I did not expect to talk about Seven on our Pixar uh, episode. But before we leave Toy Story, can we talk about how Woody's the biggest Slytherin of all time and how murdery yeah. he is in this? Yeah, we've we've talked about this quite a bit on this show, especially uh, last August. Um, yeah, he he's the maybe the number one Slytherin. Yeah, and people just don't people aren't ready to see that. He's just all about murder and the like, the whole <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> His whole deal is I want this guy dead so that I can be number one. Like that's that's what Slytherin is, but <laughs> God, what a good character! Uh, all right, ready to move on? Yeah. Uh, the next one released three years later, so they had a break after Toy Story. T- November twenty fifth, nineteen ninety eight, is A Bug's Life. Uh, this one's also directed by John Lasseter. On behalf of oppressed bugs everywhere, an inventive ant named Flick hires a troop of warrior bugs to defend his bustling colony from a horde of freeloading grasshoppers led by the evil-minded hopper. Yeah, this kind of gets lost in the weeds a little bit in the Pixar universe. Like, one, because it's really early. Two, is not the same level as Toy Story. I still think it's a very strong mm-hmm. movie. Um, if mm. this was like a DreamWorks movie, it would be one of the stronger DreamWorks animated movies. But, you know, it's a fun idea. There are some funny moments. Um, the Kevin Spacey voicing the grasshopper just doesn't hold up that much. And some of the <laughs> animation kind of looks like a PlayStation 2 cutscene. Yes. In some ways, it, it like the, the strength of their animation kind of fell off in this one. And it's just, it's a fun idea. It's just, I think this would would have worked a lot better, like, five years later not like their yeah. second movie this one's fine yeah uh when you compare it to the rest of it's it's certainly on the lower end uh, of of what pixar's put out which it, it's not bad pixar doesn't really do make bad movies except for a couple exceptions um it, it's fine i think the whole seven samurai storyline and doing that with cartoon bugs is funny like yeah. i think that's a cool smart good idea but it, it's forgettable yeah it's certainly forgettable remember that movie ants that came yeah, out around the, this time it's, too it's the woody allen version of this movie <laughs> That's so. i had ants on vhs as a kid and i it weirded me out even then yeah it's just i don't i don't get it but you know what it's yeah it's fine i do always it's fine I, I do always like laugh at the uh the fact that the ladybug is just this super macho dude and he gets pissed (laughs) off at everyone for thinking he's a lady. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good bit. Yeah. I I mean, it's, this isn't like, I wouldn't mind going back and watching it again, but it's not one that I've rewatched at any time recently. Yeah. It's just like in the, it's okay. The realm of Pixar. This is not one that you would want. Yeah. Stiff competition. Yeah. Stiff competition in the Pixar world. All right. Ready to move on. Yeah. Uh, the next one, they're going back to the well. It's Toy Story 2, uh, released November 24th, 1999, also directed by John Lasseter. Uh, Andy heads off to cowboy camp, leaving his toys to their own devices. Things shift into high gear when an obsessive toy collector named Al McWiggin, owner of Al's Toy Barn, kidnaps Woody. Uh, Andy's toys mount a daring rescue mission, Buzz Lightyear meets his match, and Woody has to decide where he and his heart truly belong. Yeah. So this is where it all starts. This is where Pixar's like, hey, parents who are taking their kids to the movies, um, instead of like you enjoying the movie, we're going to crush your souls and dreams and make you cry. <laughs> the uh, When Somebody Loved Me segment is just, that is the beginning of Pixar just like, hey, we're going to crush you emotionally for no reason at all. I know this, is, I know you're bringing your kids to the theaters, 
but we were going to make you cry in front of your children. Um, which is, you know, big time move on Pixar's part. I mean, that's a, that's an alpha move right there. Uh, but yeah, great sequel. All the, every Toy Story sequel has been great. Um, this one was really good. Um, I love the Jane and, um, what's his name? The prospector Pete, which is yeah. also how has Kelsey Grammer not played a villain at all since then? Cause he was such a good villain as kind of great villain voice for sure. Stinky Pete, the prospector. Um, but yeah, this is really good. I watched this recently and there are so many star Wars references in this movie. Really? Yeah. Like a lot. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's toy story. We're going back to that world. They don't miss. Uh, when it comes to Toy Story, I love the uh, introduction of Jesse. I think it's a cool character that uh, I really enjoy. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's Toy Story. What's to complain about? Also, did the Fast and Furious franchise steal their plane stunt sequence from yes. this movie? Yeah, un- right? undoubtedly. Yeah. Because it's 100%. almost the exact same sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the plane rip of Toy Story. It's just too. like instead of like a car, it's uh, Bullseye the horse. It's the same thing. <laughs> Vin Diesel, what are we doing? Uh, all right, let's move on. A couple years later, finally, they hit another home run outside of the Toy Story world. It's Monsters, Inc., uh, released in November 2nd, 2001, directed by Pete Docter. Uh, James Sullivan and Mike Wazowski are monsters. They earn their living scaring children and are the best in the business, even though they're more afraid of the children than they are of them. Uh, when a child accidentally enters their world, James and Mike suddenly find that kids are not to be afraid of, and they uncover a conspiracy that could threaten children all across the world. I don't like that. They, I don't like calling him James in this <laughs> synopsis. By the way, uh, this is such a good movie. Whoever at Pixar decided to put Billy Crystal and John Goodman together, like, yeah, they deserve all the Oscars because that's that is the greatest casting choice of all time. Um, this was really fun just because it's like the first time Pixar really got to be creative and kind of make their own world. Like even like the monsters that aren't the main characters are so good. Like when they're, when the kid escapes in the sushi restaurant and they're interviewing people after it, it makes me laugh every single time. But that one monster who's just like, he picked me up with his mind powers and shook me like a dog. (laughs) Like just makes me crack up every single time. Uh, but yeah, this world just so cool. Uh, that sequence where they're just going in and out of all the doors is mm-hmm. so amazing. Um, yeah. And you know, I'm usually I usually don't like when movies make fun of Southerners, but when Randall gets trapped in that very clearly Louisiana trailer, <laughs> they're just like, "Wow, another gator got in the house." <laughs> so yeah, this movie's just fun. Ending kills me every single time. I kind of want mm-hmm. a sequel to this. Like, I get Monsters we, we University. Yeah. I get Monsters. No, that's like a prequel, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. So yeah. I want like a true sequel. Like, maybe Boo is going to college or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. I want a true sequel to this. Yeah, this is great. I love uh, it. I mean, the character design is so creative. The world is so creative. This is... Like, w- them doing stuff like this is Pixar at its best. Just creating, like, totally new uh, 
not new worlds, but you know what I mean, like different parts of this world. And just, I, I, I love it so much. I, I love taking the, like, oh, this is something that everybody is familiar with, like a, like monsters in your closet or monsters in your, under your bed making it real. Like, this is where Pixar shines. Yeah. It's so good. Absolutely. Uh, okay, the next one is uh, released May thirtieth, twenty or two thousand three. It's Finding Nemo, directed by Andrew Stanton. Nemo, an adventurous young clownfish, is unexpectedly taken from his Great Barrier Reef home to a dentist office aquarium. It's up to his worrisome father Marlin and a friendly but forgetful fish Dory to bring Nemo home. Meeting vegetarian sharks, surfer dude turtles, hypnotic jellyfish, hungry seagulls, and more along the way. Yeah, so this is the first pixar movie where i was like oh crap like they can do this with animation now like (laughs) yeah this is insane this is so crazy there's like so much stuff just going on in the background and just like the way the water moves it's just so mesmerizing the story's really great um i kind of want pixar i guess they have recently gone back to more of this with like luca but i want more of the adventure centered story with some emotional pull not the other way around Mm -hmm. um yeah but this, I mean, this was so fun. Probably the most quotable Pixar movie. Ooh, it's up there. Um, Touch the butt. But yeah, this is, and it's, they made Ellen DeGeneres likable, which is like. <laughs> Hard to do. <laughs> even rewatching it now, it's like, oh, I get it. She's really good in this. It's, that's a big accomplishment. Because they couldn't even get it done in Finding Dory. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, it's so, it's such a fun movie. The, it's It's an adventure, which is what Pixar I think should try to go back to instead of, you know, existential crisis centered movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So impressive animation that holds up so incredibly well. 20 years later, it yeah. still looks so good. This is a favorite of every science teacher I've ever had. I had my, my freshman in high school biology teacher. She showed us this movie six different times in the same school year. <laughs> this is this is the go-to like i don't really want to teach today you guys don't want to learn let's just watch finding nemo and like who's gonna complain you know this movie rules it's so good likable characters uh, and super interesting story incredible animation there's nothing to complain about finding nemo it's it's so so good oh yeah uh okay the next one uh released november 5th 2004 it's the incredibles directed by brad bird Bob Parr has given up his superhero days to log in time as an insurance adjuster and raises three children with his formerly heroic wife in suburbia. But when he receives a mysterious assignment, it's time to get back into the costume. Yeah. So is this the greatest non or the greatest superhero movie not based on a comic book? Yes. It's got to be right. Yes. Um, yeah, this is so fun. This The whole style of this movie is incredible. Like this weird retro 60s futuristic look like it almost looks like every what like every comic book in the 60s depicted what the future would look like except they just set mm-hmm. that in the 60s um mm-hmm. really fun great cast for, probably the best voice cast maybe in the entire Ooh. pixar universe yeah. i mean holly hunter's voice just makes me feel like all the things in the entire world it's, <laughs> yeah since craig t nelson great in this um but yeah it's so fun um it's a real simple story um but yeah it's really good it's really quotable um yeah it's just this world is kind of great i almost wish instead of making a second incredibles movie they kind of just did like a tv show where that's mm-hmm. just kind of the monster of the week kind of style 
I think that would have been more fun. Um, but yeah, this is great. But yeah, qu- I quoted this a lot too, especially the, where is my super suit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yelling no capes at people is always a fun one. Uh, yeah. Edna I, Mold. <laughs> I really, really love The Incredibles. I'm so, so high on The Incredibles. And you're going to see that uh, on the next episode, the episode that's coming out in a couple of days. Um, I love it so, so much. I think it's so creative. I love the just what if superheroes or like what happens to superheroes after they retire. I love that idea. Just taking that idea and running with it. Um, I love the, the raising super children and having to like rein those powers in yeah. and teach them how to use them, but doing them in like a fun and kind of like normal parenting way. Yeah. Uh, like how chaotic and terrifying that would be. Um, I love the Incredibles. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, you're going to see it on my rankings, but I so, so into the Incredibles. Yeah. They're, I mean, pretty much all the movies we talked about are going to be high on my list. I mean, we, we just went through five movies and there's four five stars, one four and a half star, and one three and a half star. So, like, <laughs> we're batting pretty high right now. But, yeah, that's – the whole retiring thing was really fun. I always laugh at the one sequence after he saves that guy from suicide. And he <laughs> and Mr. Incredible's like, I saved your life. And he's like, you ruined my death. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Also love the uh, I don't know something amazing kid. Yeah. It's just adorable and a, a really pretty great response anytime someone says, What are you waiting for? Yeah. It's, just, it's so good. Uh, all right. Ready for the next one? Uh, I guess we have to. <laughs> okay. We're taking it to June 9th, 2006, and Cars, directed by John Lasseter. Uh, Lightning McQueen, a hotshot rookie race car driven to succeed, discovers that life is about the journey, not the finish line. When he finds himself unexpectedly detoured in the sleepy Route 66 town of Radiator Springs. Uh, uh, en route across the country to the Big, Pist- the Big Piston Cup Championship in California to compete against two season pros, McQueen gets to know the town's offbeat characters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, this is a really strong movie. Like any other movie studio this is fine. It's just not fine for Pixar. The, the world they built is really cool. I mean, I love look like the tiny, like there's one part where they're going past like that old hotel. Um, and there's like tiny flies, but they're just like, they're beetles, like really small beetle cars. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's like stuff like that. It's really cool. It's just freaking larry the cable guy man it's just so <laughs> grating to listen to him like i recently watched this and when you said piston cup i just his he he pissed in his what he did what in his cup <laughs> uh it's just yeah, yeah this i mean it, this is soured a lot by its se- terrible 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 sequels and we will get to the one of them soon but it's, I mean, this is, it sucks that this is actually a strong movie, strong story. Um, it, it, I think it's a really great movie for kids. It's just not a Pixar movie. This is like DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. This isn't Pixar. Yeah, this is an, this, it's fine. It's another one of those. It's like, it's not bad. It's still a Pixar movie, but it's just, this one feels more geared towards kids than the other ones have been. Yeah. They all are. Obviously we understand these are children's movies. We're not stupid. Um, but this one especially feels like, like, hey, we need to 
sell merch to kids. Like I want Lightning McQueen toys and Lightning McQueen backpacks and a Tomator thing that talks in Larry the Cable Guy's voice because kids are going to eat that crap up come Christmas time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which is fine. I get it. And I, this one's, it's not bad or anything. It's pretty forgettable. Um, but yeah, this one feels feels much more like this is just a kid's movie than, than anything else on this list, I think. Yeah. I will tell you what, though. This song got played into the ground when it came out, oh, but Life is a Highway is is kind of good now that it's not on the radio 24-7. I don't know. Like, when it hits I, in this movie, it hits pretty good. Now, it, now, it's <laughs> a great choice for this movie. Yeah. It's, like a, it's a perfect choice of a song for this movie. I don't want to hear it again ever, <laughs> I don't think. I'm pretty done with it, with Rascal Flats in general, honestly. But especially this song, I don't need it anymore. Also, it ends with a Route 66 cover of John by John Mayer, so it's not all bad. You're right. Uh, take it off the star. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. All right, let's let's move on from Cars, please. Uh, next one, we're going to June 29th, 2007, and Ratatouille. Ooh, controversial. Directed by, directed by Brad Bird. A rat named Remy dreams of becoming a great French chef despite his family's wishes and the obvious problem of being a rat in a decidedly rodent-phobic profession. When fate places Remy in the sewers of Paris, he finds himself ideally situated beneath a restaurant made famous by his culinary hero, Auguste Gusteau. Uh, despite the, da- the apparent dangers of being an unlikely and uncertainly unwanted visitor in the kitchen of a fine French, rest- French restaurant, Remy's passion for cooking soon sets in motion a hilarious and exciting rat race that turns the culinary world of Paris upside down. Yeah, so this this is the Pixar movie where the older I get, the more I gravitate to this one out of their entire filmography. Um, this is such a great film. The animation is amazing. The cooking looks so good. Um, it, I mean, just and this idea that like like your a line in the movie where it's like your only limit is your soul. Like such a great message for kids of like literally. If this rat can be a, a Michelin star chef, then then you can do whatever you want. I think that's such a good good message for kids. Um, but yeah, this is so fun. Um, the scene where the the guy eats the ratatouille and is immediately transported back to his childhood makes me cry every single time. That's just, I mean, something that food does for for pretty much everybody. Um, but yeah, this is amazing. I love this this so much the music's amazing the animation's great the voice cast is perfect um it's not really anyone famous i mean Patton oswald's first build which is kind of crazy <laughs> but um it's yeah it's really good i love this movie uh, i am not as into ratatouille as yeah you're people. a Stuart little guy you can only like that. one just, rodent it's either Stuart little I or just, ratatouille I just don't care about this rat, man. I just, <laughs> I don't care. This one, I don't know. This one just never, it's fine. I enjoy it. It's a Pixar movie. I still like it. Um, and I get why everyone loves it so much. I don't, maybe I don't get why they love it as much as they do, but like, I get it. It's a good movie. Just, it, it doesn't, I don't care about this one as much. It's not bad. It's not great. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to attack you because I think a lot of people's, a lot of people are going to throw me some hate on my opinion of the next movie we're about to talk about. So, 
Okay. Uh, all right. Speaking of, let's go to June 27, 2008, and Wally, directed by Andrew Stanton. Wally is the last robot left on Earth, on an Earth that has been overrun with garbage, and all humans have fled to outer space. For 700 years, he has continued to try and clean up the mess, but has developed some rather interesting human-like qualities. When a ship arrives with a sleek new pro- or new type of robot, Wally thinks he's finally found a friend and stows away on the ship when it leaves. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this is. Gosh, I would get attacked for this. This is just style and very little substance. A lot of style, very little substance. Um, Like, I mean, I get why some people love this movie. I mean, it is beautifully animated. Some of the most beautiful animation I've ever seen in my entire life is in this Mm. movie. But it's just like, does that really make a great movie, just the animation? Because the whole foundation of this movie is hey, aren't these two robots cute? And if, like, that's what your entire movie's standing on, then, like, sorry, it's really... It's, it's not going to be that strong. I mean, it, it. the music's great. The animation's great. The, the amount of times I have to hear freaking Wally or Eva is so grating, so grating, to the point where I just want to watch this movie on mute. Um, and then the whole storyline with the the people is just kind of like okay i don't know how much you're saying because you're pixar you're now owned by disney and you're saying a giant corporation took over their world and destroyed it so like it doesn't have a lot of weight coming from you you saying this but like this is it's great animation it's just i have no feelings towards wally whatsoever it's just a freaking robot that can be fixed if it breaks um so yeah, this that's that's my opinion on robots <laughs> and Wally. Man. I love this movie. I love it so much. I, it's gorgeous. I mean, you yeah. mentioned it. It looks incredible. I love this little robot, man. I think he's I think he's adorable and he's funny and somehow charming, even though he's a little trash picking up robot. Um, I love. I just love following him around and I. I think it's so sweet. It makes me weep like an idiot every single time because it's a Pixar movie, so of course it does. But I, I think, I think Wally's great. Yeah, well, <laughs> back to differ. That's okay. We're we're allowed to be different. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. Gosh, speaking of weeping like an idiot, let's go to May twenty ninth, two thousand nine, and Up, directed by Pete Doctor. Uh, Carl Fredrickson spent his entire life dreaming of exploring the globe and experiencing life to its fullest, but at age 78, life seems to have passed him by until a twist of fate and a persistent eight-year-old wilderness explorer named Russell gives him a new lease on life. Yeah, this is, I think this is when people started noticing that Pixar just wanted to mess with your emotions for no reason. I mean, Pete Doctor, who is probably the best person working for Pixar right now, um, Mm -hmm. He did Up, Inside Out, and Soul. Um, Mm. He creates the most tragic story in five minutes with no dialogue in this animated movie for kids. And it's just such a, like, it is like Manchester by the Sea level downer to start off this movie. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, the first five, the first 30 minutes or 20 minutes of this movie and the last 20 minutes of this movie are just five-star perfection. Like, him Mm. getting to the point where he balloons out of the city, amazing. And then when him and, uh, 
I can't remember the kid's name, uh, leave, like escape. Uh, uh, Russell. Yeah. When they escape Paradise Falls and go back and he gives Russell the, the Ellie badge, like that, that's when I really, like I break down less and less because I know what happens in the opener, but I break down even more when he's like, here's the highest honor I can give you, the Ellie badge, and it's like the grape soda mm-hmm. can cap. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is great. Um, I mean, Pete Doctor is so phenomenally good at, at, at these movies, but yeah, the, the middle part, it's kind of like a, kind of drops a little bit. It's like a three and a half star um, in the middle, but I mean, the opening and closing of this movie is just perfection. The first time I watched this movie, I was sitting in my senior uh, creative writing class um, and she was talking about like forming a narrative and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you know what? Uh, Let's watch a movie that told a story that I thought was really well told. Let's watch a movie. She didn't tell us what it was going to be. We show up the next day and she just, we sit down and she hits play. 10 minutes later, I'm weeping (laughs) in front of my entire class of all my friends just weeping like an idiot sitting in class because I hadn't seen it yet. Um, yeah, this is a gut punch, but it's, God, it's so good. Yeah. It's so, it's another one that is just so incredibly creative. It's like such a, such a child idea of like, how many balloons would it take to pick up a house? And then they just made like a beautiful story based on that idea. And they filled it out with like, these interesting characters that play so well off of each other and this dumb little dog that I love so much and like this beautiful like story of romance and loss and heartbreak and adventure and God, it, the up is incredible. Yeah. Up is so, so good. Yeah. It's, it's great. Have you ever seen the always sunny in Philadelphia where it's an episode where they get trapped in a grocery store while someone's trying to rob it and they're all of their <laughs> lives flash before their eyes. And Charlie, the illiterate one, he only thinks in like Pixar animation. And it's basically <laughs> just it's basically just him and the waitress and he's just picturing the story from up. <laughs> you need to look it up. It's really funny. Okay. That's really funny. Uh okay. Ready to move on? Yeah, another crier. Let's go. Yeah, the next one. Let's go to June 18th, 2010, and Toy Story 3, directed by Lee Unkrich. Woody, Buzz, and the rest of Andy's toys haven't been played with in years. With Andy about to go to college, the gang finds themselves accidentally left at a nefarious daycare center. The toys must band together to escape and return home to Andy. Yeah, um, this, (laughs) this one is the one that gets me every single time. Uh, this came out the the summer before my junior year of high school. Um, so Toy Story came out the year after I was born. So I had grown up with Toy Story. It had always been like growing up, it had always been my most watched Pixar movie. And then this came along kind of right as I was like, okay, I'm saying goodbye to my childhood. And they're just like, hey, guess what? We're going to almost kill all of these characters that have been with you your entire life. (laughs) And they're going to accept their death and just hold hands before they die. And then we're going to just let Andy, basically, you're going to all live vicariously through Andy and watch him give away your childhood. As Ty, you are now about to, like, move away from home. And (laughs) it's just like, (laughs) oh, my God, this movie is just such a, I mean, it's so good. First off, it's great. The story's really good. You know, they have to escape that, like, daycare. 
Um, the villains are really, really fun. Uh, Ken is a great new addition to like mm-hmm. that, that whole thing. Um, but this is just, I mean, this one was like, I, I've said it before, but this should have been the end of like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fine with like the Buzz Lightyear movie. Cause that's not Buzz Lightyear. It's not even Tim Allen voicing him. Um, but like this should have been the last Toy Story movie because it's the perfect. Why did you ending. say Star Wars? Did I say Star Wars? Yeah, you said this should have been the end of Star oh, Wars. Sorry. Uh, this <laughs> this should have been the end of Toy Story. Uh, this was a perfect ending. I don't like Toy Story yeah. four was great, but like this this was a perfect ending. They ended this perfectly mm-hmm. with Andy saying goodbye, and then them then Woody ending the movie with like so long partner like that is a perfect ending and they had to go screw it all up because we had to know where bo peep was no we didn't we didn't need to know where she was <laughs> yeah i agree it's great it's obviously great going back to toy story it's hard to fail i'm not quite as high on this one as i think most people are i'm still high on it it's still toy story it's still incredible but it seems like those sick bastards were just sitting there like, yeah, how, how bad can I hurt them? How bad can I make these idiots cry? They just went too far. They, <laughs> they just, I don't need that much. It, like, Not every one of your movies has to just absolutely de- destroy me. Like, let's pump the brakes a little bit, please. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's beautiful story, memorable. I mean, char- iconic characters at this one. Some of those famous characters of all time. Um, but yeah, this, this one is just like, okay, you guys, you don't have to twist the knife that many times. Well, I think they knew that they had done that and that's why they came out with this next movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Is this my fault? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's totally your fault. You hear that? Everybody cars Two is Danny's fault. (laughs) (laughs) June 24th, 2011 with cars Two. Directed by John Lasseter, star race car Lightning McQueen and his pal Mater head overseas compete in the World Grand, Grand Prix race. Uh, but the road to the championship becomes rocky as Mater gets caught up in an intriguing adventure of his own, international espionage. Yeah, this is just like pretty much effing insulting to people that have spent their life watching Pixar movies. I mean, this is just like, it's not even a bad movie. It's just like a, like we didn't deserve this. Like what's wrong with you at this point? Like we get, you want to make money off a sequel, Mm -hmm. but like, why, why this, why is toe mater this idiot? Like Mm -hmm. why is Larry, the cable guy voicing a car that is stumbled his way into becoming a spy? Why is that? Like, it's just any magic. The first movie had, they just threw away and was just like, okay, we're selling this and big middle finger to anyone who wants a good movie. It's just the most insulting movie Pixar has released. Yeah, it's bad. I hate it. And it's bad. I, there's not anything I like about this movie. Um, like I don't, I don't think any of it's really funny. I don't think any of it's especially heartwarming. I don't think the characters are all that interesting. Like this is if, if Pixar has ever done a swing and a miss, it's this one. Yeah. I gave it half a star. I mean, I have, I think I have it at like two. Um, That's way too high, man. Because it still looks good, at least. If nothing else, like it's still a, a Pixar animated movie, so it still looks great. So when you compare it to like every other movie, it could be worse. But the story is bad, and the characters are dumb, and there's no one in the world I care less about than Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, he's not even like 
Like, I get he was, like, kind of famous when Cars, mm-hmm. the first Cars, came out. But, like, at this point, he's not. He's, like, mm-hmm. not th- that whole redneck, like, what, him, Jeff Foxworthy, and yeah, the other dude that always smoked a cigar. Names. Um, like, th- those guys had a great run for, like, two years. But, like, at this point, nobody cares. Yeah. 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 This is bad. I don't like Cars, too. Um, all right, let's move on um, to June 22nd, 2012, and Brave, directed by Mark Andrews and Brenda Chapman. Brave is set in the mystical Scottish Highlands, where Merida is the princess of a kingdom ruled by King Fergus and Queen Eleanor. An unruly daughter and an, un- and an accomplished archer, Merida one day defies the sacred custom of the land and inadvertently brings turmoil to the kingdom. In an attempt to set things right, Merida seeks out an eccentric old wise woman and is granted an ill-fated wish. Also fighting or figuring into Merida's quest and serving as comic relief are the kingdom's three lords, the enormous Lord MacGuffin, the surly Lord Magadosh, and the disagreeable Lord Dingwall. Yeah, this um, is probably the most underrated Pixar movie for me. I agree. It gets crapped on a lot, and I kind of don't understand why, because it's basically the same plot as Moana. Like, almost mm-hmm. exactly the same plot as Moana, and it hits all the notes really well. Um, the music is freaking amazing. The animation is amazing. I remember, like, seeing the first trailers for this, and, like, the way they animated her hair was just like, oh, wow, that's awesome, the way they're just able to to add those little details. Um, but this is a really heartwarming story about a mother and a daughter and um, how they need to accept each other in their own ways. And it's just like, it's awesome. It's such like a freaking awesome adventure story. Um, and she is uh, so bad. Oh, what's her character's name? Um, you already said it. Uh, Merida. Merida is just such a BA character and Kelly McDonald, great voice acting. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a great movie. I do not understand why it gets just crapped on all the time. I agree. I think it's super funny. I think the animation's great. I think the characters are likable. I love the little idiot brothers that are always causing mischief. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I think this is a great Pixar movie. Um, it maybe not quite as memorable as a lot of the other ones. I understand why like some people don't talk about it as much as they do other Pixar movies. Um, but I like this one a lot. Yeah. Um, I've rewatched this uh, more than I think probably most on this list because it's just a fun one to go back to. It's not too much of a gut punch, um, but there is still quite a bit of emotion there and a lot of cool family stuff that they work through that makes this interesting and a bit of a tearjerker, but not <laughs> not a freaking stab to your gut like some yeah. of the other ones are and yeah i love brave yeah i think it's great it, it's not it's not my top 10 or anything I, i'll go ahead and spoil that much right now because it's just not quite as good or, right. or memorable as a lot of the a lot of the other ones but i still think it's great yeah uh all right and the last one that we're going to cover for this episode going to june 21st 2013 it's monsters university Directed by Dan Scanlon. Look at the relationship between Mike and Sully during their days at Monsters University when they weren't necessarily the best of friends. Yeah, I think this is another slept on uh, Pixar movie. Uh, I get that it's not like the standard for Pixar movies, but it's like kind of it's it's kind of like the Fantastic Beast, the first movie. It's like mm-hmm. this isn't the greatest Harry Potter movie ever, but I love being in this world, and I just love being in that monster world. I get, like, 
they Mike says in the first movie they've been friends since fourth grade. So like, there's some people that are like, oh, let me push my glasses up real quick and tell you that they've actually known each other before college. Like, who really cares? This is fun. A monsters university, like, <laughs> it's like Animal House but with monsters. It's it's really fun. Charlie Day, great addition to a voice cast. He needs to be in way mm-hmm. more animated movies. Um, but yeah, this is, it's a really fun movie. I, I love everything about it. And the the more monster designs we can get, the better. I love all, all the new monster designs for everybody. Yeah, this one's fine. Uh, it's pretty fun. Like I, Another one that, for me at least, is not super memorable. Um, but I certainly don't think it's bad. Um, it's just uh, that you, you said the monster designs were cool. I liked meeting the new monsters. Yeah. I, I don't care about the origin of Mike and Sully. I would have preferred a sequel to a prequel yeah. personally. Um, and so I'm not like upset that we got this, but this is, it's pretty forgettable and it's certainly on the lower end of, of Pixar movies for me. It's still good. Yeah. It's still a Pixar movie, but it's whatever. They're just trying to rush a frat, dude. <laughs> Mike and Sully just want to rush a frat, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. If we're going to get a college story told, I want it to be like Boo in college now. Yeah. And like interacting with them that way. Yeah. I think that's way more interesting. Or like than... maybe Boo has like a kid now and like they have to yeah. make her kid laugh or something like that. Yeah, whatever. And some, I just, I would have preferred a sequel to a prequel. This is just, it didn't do much yeah. for me. But it's, it's still fine. Yeah, I still gave it three and a half stars, but it is on the lower part of my list. Yeah. Um, all right, that's the last one we're covering for this episode. Uh, in a couple days, we're going to talk Inside Out through Turning Red. Um, but we have to give our our rankings of the bottom half of our list. We decided, I think, we're going 25 to 11, Yeah. right? Because we're going to do the top 10 on uh, on Thursday. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, cool. Okay, first one up, last, certainly least, uh, Cars 2, number 25, mm-hmm. terrible. Um yeah, just not great. Uh, number 24, I got Cars 3. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, number 23, The Good Dinosaur. We'll talk about it later. Um, number 22, also talk about it later, Finding Dory. Just freaking Ellen DeGeneres. Um, <laughs> number 21, uh, A Bug's Life. This is where, like, everything above Finding Dory is above three stars. So I think they're all good movies. Um, mm-hmm. A Bug's Life. Um great really forgettable um number 20 cars you know that's this is one that's actually made for kids and not for adults so you know it's going to be lower number 19 monsters university um like i said i really just kind of like being in the world not the actual movie number 18 uh like sorry y'all but it's wally wally got number 18 ouch hey it's still three and a half the episode I'm holding I'm holding that half a star hostage and I'll bump it up to four when Marcy gives Top Gun Maverick five stars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, maybe I support this then. <laughs> um, number seventeen, um, Incredibles two. Um, number fifteen, Toy Story four. Nope. Number sixteen, Toy Story four. Number fifteen, mm-hmm. Brave. Um, again, okay. great slept on movie. Um, number fourteen, Turning Red. Um, number thirteen up, really great. I mean, if the if the middle part of this was as good as the first two halves, then I, this would have been in my top five. Um, okay, this I really had trouble with like my twelve, eleven, and then ten, but 
I finalized my list today. Number 12, Onward. Okay. Great movie. Um, I, I kind of realize now that it's more of just uh, stories about brothers just affect me way more mm-hmm. than, like, whether they're a good movie or not. So I had kind of had to unbiasedly view this. Um, and then number 11, Toy Story 2. Okay. Our, ours are shockingly similar, actually. Yeah. Like, our bottom three are exactly the same. Our bottom six, our bottom seven, I think, actually are the same movies, just in a different <laughs> order. So our bottom's kind of shockingly uh, shockingly similar with a few obvious <laughs> differences. I think our top ten will be fairly different, so that'll be a little more diversity, but yeah. Um, 25 is Cars 2. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, 24 is Cars 3. also sucks. <laughs> Uh, 23 is The Good Dinosaur. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I've forgotten everything about that movie. Uh, 22 is A Bug's Life. Uh, this one's okay. Forgettable. Um, everything else from here on is at least three stars. Yeah. Um, those are... Cars 2 and 3 are two stars. Good Dinosaur, Bug's Life, two and a half stars. Everything else is at least three. T- 21 is Finding Dory. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody really asked for this movie. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a couple of days. Number 20 is Cars. It's fine. Um, it's kind of there to sell toys and backpacks. Uh, 19 is Monsters University. Again, fine. Cool design. Don't really care, though. My number 18 is Ratatouille. Ooh. Which is Ooh. my hot take, I guess. We both have but our I hot know. takes in the 18 slot. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one that people are not going to be thrilled about. But at least you've got Wally there, too. So yeah. they'll be equally as upset <laughs> at you as they are at me. It's just Marcy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my number 17 is Onward. It's good. Yeah. Um, I've kind of forgotten it. I like the casting, though. Uh, yeah, you're a big Chris is... Pratt guy. <laughs> I was thinking Tom Holland, but whatever. It's fine. Um, my number 16 is Toy Story 4. Right. Same with um, me. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually realizing that my ratings and my, or my rankings for the Toy Story, they go down with each movie like i have toy story the highest then two then three then four interesting i just realized uh my number 15 is incredibles 2 nice a good movie but whatever 14 is brave nice um, which again we talked about i think it's probably higher than most people would have brave i really like it yeah. i think it's good uh 13 is turning red i'm excited to talk about this one with you in a couple of days i really like this one number 12 is luca it's a beautiful story beautiful setting really really enjoyed this one and my number 11 is Toy Story 3. Oh, okay. So you won this episode. You have Wally in your top 10. I do have Wally <laughs> yeah. in my top 10. <laughs> yes. So you won the episode. Do, it's our, do we even I, need to do the second part? <laughs> <laughs> I do definitely have Wally in my top 10 for obvious reasons. It's incredible. You yeah, monster. Sure. But I guess I have Ratatouille low, so I can't really say much, huh? <laughs> oh. All right. Anything else we need to hit real quick before we get out of here? I think that's it. Um, but yeah, you won, so. <laughs> yeah. Marcy, okay. if you've kept listening to this, then yeah, whatever. We've still got the Discord that gets the vote, so <laughs> maybe you'll win that one. Uh, all right, that does it for part one of our two-part Pixar special. Please rate and re- review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RankingsPod. Don't forget the double K in the middle. Join our Discord. It's free, and you can find the link in our social media bios and in the show notes. We will be back with a new episode in a couple days. Until then, one minute you're defending the galaxy, and then suddenly you find yourself sucking down Darjeeling with Marie Antoinette and her little sister. Bye. See ya. <laughs>